0: Pleased to be joined today by uh, Gene Orlando, the head coach of the Michigan State University men's tennis program. Uh, welcome to the show, Gene. Well, thanks for having me, Bill. Uh, give us a recap of how the season is going and uh, and the state of tennis at Michigan State University.
1: Well, uh, we were fortunate one to have a season this year, and, and thankful for the, the Big Ten Conference and uh, MSU supporting us and. Uh, we get to play a, a, an unbelievable schedule when you just played the big ten uh, conference uh dual matches it's it 's one of the best conferences in the country and and I was super excited uh, just to have that many quality matches and and uh, yeah so we 're off to a to a to a good start uh, you know it 's been a great improvement uh, the guys have really come a long way uh, you know obviously uh, the training in the fall and uh, you know we weren't able to to compete and but uh, we took the challenge and we were just, you know, so excited to be able to be back together in September and train and work together. And, and we really missed it. And we stayed true to, to each other and we had no, uh, no COVID cases and just kept our bubble small, but the guys trained so hard. We came back in January and uh, you know, did the exact same thing. We had five weeks of actually only what we call training camp. And it prepared us for our first big 10 matches and, our first match was against Minnesota, who's been a perennial top-four team, and we, we, we beat them 4-3 with a dramatic win. Last match on, 7-6 in the third. And, and we've had quite a few of those type of matches where you, know, you really have to empty the tank, and, you know, it's really hard to bounce back after you do that, and you have to play the next day or 48 hours later. But, uh, you know, we've had quality wins over um, Minnesota, Purdue, uh, Iowa, Nebraska. And uh, you know, super excited about the rest of the season coming up, and uh, but really feel good about where the program is right now. We have everyone coming back except for one senior, and uh, the future looks really, really bright. And our Big Ten Player of the Week last week was uh, was Nick Williams. He went four and zero at two and zero in singles, at two and zero in doubles at uh, number one, and uh, went two and zero at number two singles. And uh, you know, it was, a, it was a great week. He clinched the match against Iowa and uh, so it was you know very fitting that he would get he's a very hard worker great student and a great representative of our program
0: well, that's that's really awesome it it has been a a good season and i think you know, when you, you know, when the athletic directors were trying to figure out how to uh, how to make sure that every sport had the opportunity to have a season this year you know, one of the things that uh, that became apparent was that uh, for for health and safety reasons and uh, to try and eliminate as much of the risk of the pandemic as possible we try and keep our competition as best we could limited to to Big 10 programs but there are some sports for whom that creates uh you know, that creates a real challenge because the Big 10 is a you know, is really an elite conference and so when you look at uh, sports like yours or or wrestling or volleyball or this year you know men's basketball uh you you could have five or six seven big 10 teams that are really very highly national high, you know, with high national rankings and that can uh that can make it a, a far more c- competitive or challenging season than it otherwise might be when you could throw in uh you know a handful of of more beatable opponents that that allow you to uh maybe sort of get your win back so uh, so so i i'm guessing this has been maybe one of the most challenging seasons that uh, you've had in, in your long career. For sure. For sure. And, and,
1: and again, we were, again, we we're excited about it because we're a young program and, and, you know, we're going to be tested the weekend, week out. And I think you improve the most when you're under the fire. And obviously there is a the balance of winning and losing and, and controlling, you know, how much a player might win or might lose and, and how they respond from those, moments is really crucial because you you know if you lose lose and lose and a lot of these guys coming in from you know from high school or they're not used to losing you know they're used to being a top dog but when they come in you know lose on a Friday lose on a Sunday and then all of a sudden they're losing on a Friday like whoa and uh, you know tennis is a, is a mental sport it's it's a you're an individual uh, you know, team sport and you're on your own by yourself and how you respond is crucial and, and uh, but you know, obviously, we, we Coach Harry and I do a, try to do our best, and the teammates encouraging one another, supporting one another, and and uh, the upperclassmen uh, coaching the younger guys up. Uh, hey, this is you know, hey, you gotta have short-term memory. But again, yeah, again, playing in the Big Ten Conference, there, there's no other conference uh, like it uh, to be able to compete with the best players. You know, so a lot of the players go on to play pro tennis and and have success there as well. And uh, but, again, to play, you know, each weekend with some of the best players and against the best teams in the country, it's, 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 it's fun, it's challenging, and it's nerve-wracking, and you can't wait to, you know, if you get to the end, that you hope you got the right spot in the finish line.
0: So, Gene, let me uh, shift gears on you and ask you a question about – a personal question. You've been uh, engaged in the game of tennis, uh, you know, probably every day for, God, the last four, 40 or 50 years of your life. Uh, um, How did you come to tennis? How how did you uh, first pick up a racket and uh, discover that uh, uh, this was something that not only were you good at, but that you really enjoyed doing? Well,
1: I'll be honest, I I don't want to take up too much of the time here, but uh, I was a baseball player, basketball player, the traditional sports, uh, you know, back in probably the 70s and and uh, my mom and dad both worked. And, and uh, one day I was dropped off the babysitter's house, and I had to go wherever they went. And they were going to tennis. So I got to drive along, and I sat outside the fence. And one of the instructors just kind of entered and said, Hey, would you like to play? And I said, wow, yeah, sure. And uh, they put the racket in my hand and and I started playing. I said, wow, I, I look pretty good. I, f- I felt pretty good about it, you know, and, you know, checking out the other people that I was with, I'm, I'm pretty good. And maybe it was just the hand-eye contact with the other sports. But uh, I really kind of just fell in love right at that moment. And then the next thing you know, I started skipping some baseball practices and so I could play more tennis and And next thing I know I was sitting on the bench at the baseball games and I said, okay, I'm just going to play tennis. And, and I just continued I came up through the parks and recreation program in Cincinnati and NJTL program. And, and uh, my goal was just to hopefully play high school tennis and that became a reality. And, and then uh, as I played high school tennis, I started seeing people that were going to play somewhere in college. I said, well, that would be fun. I'd love to do that. And obviously a lot of work goes into it and, and, uh, you know, I had the opportunity to play tennis at Ball State University, and uh, we had a lot of success there. And my coach there, Bill Richards, uh, was one of the top coaches in the country, and he helped groom me, and uh, I was his GA for a year, and he helped position me to be a coach at Bowling Green State University. You know, openly, I was there for three years, and ultimately was able to come here at Michigan State uh, back in
0: 1991. So over that period of time, tennis has uh... – has evolved in some pretty incredible ways. Uh, you know, Thinking back to uh, when, when I used to uh, tag along with, with my mom for her, uh, her tennis lessons. And uh, you know, you'd have a, a wooden racket that would uh, be um, you know, where, where you'd have a, a, a holder that you'd sort of have to tighten the screws and mm-hmm. loosen the screws to to make sure that the racket didn't, didn't warp or, or bend. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, how has the, the evolution of the game uh, changed, you know, from your perspective over the decades? Well, you know, obviously equipment
1: is, is, uh, is, is uh, been transformational, uh, you know, from graphite to, from wood rackets to graphite, uh, you know, it's really, you know, added a little more power to the game. I think, I think, uh, you know, physical training, uh, back in uh, you know the 70s and the 80s and even uh, the early 90s, training fitness wasn't really part of the game. And I feel like now it's 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 a major part of the game. You throw in you know the mental side. You know you have you know you have sports psychologists and you know now you're having all of these different assets being into uh, developing a tennis player. Before it was not that it was just the athlete learning on his own, compete you know doing the drills and competing. And but now when you have all yeah, to the athletic training, to the to the fitness, to the mental side, and then to the development of someone's game, you really kind of you know coming up with a, an unbelievable player. Um, so that's really kind of been the biggest changes. And I think back in the day, uh, you know, when I grew up, you know, they, they thought about American tennis was like at its prime. You had Jimmy Connors, you had John McEnroe, and and you know, at USA was like supposedly was the best. And 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 you know, people will always say, what, what happened? What's happened to American tennis? Maybe, especially on the men's side. You know, the women's side has been very successful with Serena Williams and the new stars coming up. But I think back in that era, you know, it was, who was really playing? It was probably the Australians, it was the USA, and, and uh, you know, the English and Wimbledon. But the rest of the country really wasn't exposed to the tennis. And now everyone is exposed to the tennis. And you got great players coming from everywhere. And now there's this extreme amount of competition. And, and, uh, I mean, I do think American tennis men's side is going to be, we'll have our champion here sometime soon, but, uh, but it's, it's a world now it's a world it's world tennis and, and not just a certain pockets of, uh, of, of the world. So,
0: so, so that was, you, you actually anticipated my next question which was, uh, thinking about the, the, uh, you back to my childhood, as you, as you mentioned, uh, the, uh, uh Jimmy Connors and uh and McEnroe and uh uh Billie Jean King and Chris Everett on the women's side mm. and uh how women's tennis with the the Williams sisters uh has sort of continued to to evolve but uh but it seems like we've had that that drop off uh, on the men's side uh in the US and I actually had a really interesting conversation about this with uh with uh our women's golf coach you know, Stacy Slobodnik Stoll, and uh uh, trying to understand why it is in women's golf that so many of the U.S. collegiate players are international. And Stacy explained to me that the that many countries have really put a when when golf became an Olympic sport, that that many countries put a premium on being competitive in the Olympics. But the problem then becomes that when the, or maybe the opportunity for the U.S. becomes that when those so when those young people become of college age they then have opportunities in the united states that they don't have in their home countries uh, to to play not only to play competitively in in this case in golf but also to get a a really great education uh, you know at no expense to them or a little expense to them at the collegiate level something they they couldn't get uh, in the same way in their own country is that something that that tennis has experienced do you see you, have you seen over the last ten or twenty years more of an influx of, of international uh, student athletes in, uh, you know, in men's tennis collegiately?
1: For sure, there's there's quite a few there's quite a few probably more than I would like uh, uh, playing college tennis and and you know it's a it's a hot spot for me. I mean, I, I believe everyone should have the opportunity to play, but uh, you know, coming from trying to develop the game of tennis in America, I feel like we, we can't miss out on the opportunity to grow the game with, within you know Michigan, within you know the Midwest, within our country. Cause the more players that we give the opportunity to play the game, to compete at this level, they will ultimately go on and, and share the game with many others. You know, some might be a tennis pros, some might be just club players. But to me, for us to really grow this game, you know, it's 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 really important to have you know American players, and obviously it's it's great. I think you know if you can mix in and and just have you know maybe a sprinkle of of uh, you know international players. I think that really kind of gives a great flavor for all the you know the players on your team to get an international experience, an international experience to get uh, international players to get a you know experience of American players. But uh, it, it might be to a point where there's teams that are that are completely foreign completely international. And, and um, you know, and again, it's, it's about winning, right. It's about, you know, they have to put the best team out there. Uh, But, but for our program, you know, obviously we try to stay within the Michigan, Michigan, uh, Michigan athletes and the Midwest and, and uh, try to develop them and give them the opportunities to, you know, to be the best they can be. And, 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 and they, you know, in the international players might bring in a little more experience OK, they might bring in a little more experience because they're a little bit older, uh, usually, and um, <clears throat> playing for their country. So they get some more opportunities where a Michigan kid is playing the Midwest tournaments and growing as they improve and get to play higher level American tournaments. But it's a, it's a, they just come in with a little more uh, experience. But but I think by the end, uh, we're able as uh, USA players to, you know, get the experience by the time they're junior, senior years, they're, you know, they're, they're as competitive with that that international player coming in, but I think it's, it's great. It is like, it is a world sport. Like I was saying earlier, it is an international sport. Um, but I think it's important, uh, you know, for college teams to, to uh, you know, give the opportunities to American players to grow this game and, and, uh, and, uh, and, and give everyone an opportunity to, to play the game.
0: Your, your team has, uh, you, and you've had a, a, a strong emphasis on a recruiting from, Mid, the midwest recruiting from the state of michigan and you know tennis is one of those unique sports that uh, is played you know, can be played both indoors and outdoors and so um do you do you find that there are states or pockets of the country where uh, where you find uh, you know, better tennis players where the, the the high school tennis or club tennis is uh is significantly better or because you can play it as easily indoors as outdoors is there uh you know know, in some states there might be a competitive disadvantage to being a northern state or a southern state uh, depending on the sport is that is that true in tennis or uh or, or or can you find good tennis players anywhere
1: well, I mean, I think nowadays you can probably find tennis player, good tennis players anywhere. Obviously, it comes down to the opportunities to play indoors and have the, you know, the coaching uh, available uh, at these facilities. You know, if we go back 25, 30 years ago, sure, you know, it was the indoor facilities weren't as many. Uh, So, I mean, the pockets of training down in Florida, maybe training in California or being down in the South where you were able to compete and play outside year-round was definitely an advantage. But now with the uh, influx of indoor facilities and and great coaches, uh, I think it's kind of – you can really kind of train anywhere uh, and and become a player. I mean, obviously you still have to invest, you know, playing the tournaments and traveling and – and stuff like that, but nothing's nothing's cheap. <laughs> but you still have uh, players that might be living in East Lansing or wherever they might be. But they might train down in an academy down in Florida. They might train in an academy in South Carolina. There are premier academies that you know kind of attract, you know, some some better players. Will also attract, you know, players that aren't just to make the money. But but there are they there there are pretty there are many players that will go to these special academies. To train and to uh, you know get to play with uh, quality players year in and year out, but but for the most part, I, I really feel like it's good to have a home base uh, to where you can be with family and 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 train, and then you still might you know be able to go away for a, a long weekend or a week and train at these academies and come back. But I feel like you can't lose that base uh, if you're on an academy for a year, two years, and, and, and you need support, you need family to really do big things. And if you're counting on someone else to be that for you, it's hard to reach your full potential. And uh, I think it's a balance. I think you train wherever you are, where you live. And and then as uh, if you, if, if your game evolves, then your parents or, or, or coach will start giving you opportunities to, to have more experiences that will help you
0: develop and uh, your game. So talking about uh... – Playing indoors versus outdoors do you and do, do the uh do the guys on the team have a have a preference uh is it or, or or do do some people is their game more suited towards indoors versus outdoors uh is it or or is it all just uh not really a big difference
1: well i mean it's it's a great question there but it's, it's it's great to play outdoors when you've played outdoors for quite a few days. In a row, you know, and it's and and indoors when it's wintertime, it's the indoor facility here is awesome. Uh, The the transition from going indoors to outside when you haven't been outside in three or four months. It's very tricky. It's cold. It's windy. uh, There's no leaves in the trees uh it's it's just such a different environment and and uh you can practice all you want you can try to play your practice sets but until you get into a match against someone else another team you just need that one or two matches to really make the transition from playing outdoor tennis to you know from indoor tennis to outdoor tennis and you know, that's where a lot of the teams, one of the disadvantages, you know, is that these teams from the South, when we're competing here, we're playing an indoor season. Like this weekend, we played indoors. Where a lot of teams have been playing outdoors for now for two or three months or at least two months. And by the time we really get outside, it's, it's almost like tournament time. It's late tournament time where they've already had three months of outdoor play. We're just getting into maybe our third week. And when we go on the road, or there, you know the NCAA championships is playing in, let's say Athens, Georgia. I mean, it could be ninety degrees there. You know, it could be and, and it's windy. and it's, it's 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 just a different. You have to acclimate, and it's it's not easy for the uh, for the for the for the mid, Midwest and Northern schools. But we've had success. And Illinois won the national championship in two thousand and three. Ohio State has made to the finals twice. Illinois made it to the finals as well. It's been done. Uh, again it's it's uh it's just something that we have to overcome and that's again that's more the mental side and, and and everything like that
0: so you've been at this uh a, a long time uh what are your uh do you have a a favorite memory or two over the years of uh, uh your 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 team's success or uh, on or off the court
1: well i would mean you know, i would say I mean, obviously, when we qualified for the NCAA tournament, and you know we got to have the, the watch party, you know coaches opened up his his uh, his video room and we had it on a TV screen and we we were on the bubble, you know and it and was truly bubble It wasn't like we were waiting for our name to be called, we knew it was going to happen and, and then uh, you know when our name was called, and uh, that was pretty cool uh, so and, and then I'll be honest with you, bill, and it, it's uh some of my biggest my best memories is, is, is being with the team, uh, you know, after they've returned as alumni uh, celebrating the success. One of the best moments I had, I'll be very honest, was was when we celebrate our 1951 team, when you had uh, your uncle, Dave Mills, um, we recognized uh, the 51 team. They were the first team that won the big 10 championship for men's tennis, as well as, as the, our athletic department. And we, we had a celebration weekend. Uh, we brought them out on the, on the, on the basketball court when at halftime and, and to see their joy and see how touched they were and, and being part of that. Those are moments that really stick out to me the most, just, just sharing the, 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 you know, being part of the past, even though I wasn't there, I felt like I was there and, and, you know, and sharing many moments with our, our, our past players and, you know, seeing their successes and, and, um, you know, every big 10 win is always great as well. But, uh, but, uh, the memories, uh, that I made and be able to to, to see their success as they move on and, and other people's success is
0: probably the best moments. Now that's, uh, one of my favorite, uh, trivia questions. When I talk to alumni groups is, uh, what was the, uh, what was Michigan state's first sport to win a big 10 championship? And, uh, and and the answer of course is that 1951 men's tennis team and uh as you say a team that's uh, very close to my heart my uh my uncle Dave Mills was on that team and uh, really a a special very wonderful person and uh and th- that was a great group of guys and uh, and and very special special history as as part of our program so uh so thank you for mentioning that um so how uh, we're 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 finding our way through this uh this pandemic and uh um has it in in some sports it feels like it's been a little more challenging i mean you take a sport like wrestling where you know people are just sort of you know they're they're all over each other i mean it's it's that's what wrestling is and so uh so we've done daily testing and things like that i would guess that in the sport of tennis where you can you know keep people a significant difference you know, a significant distance apart while they're playing you know maybe the um the risk relative to your opponent is is fairly modest but but it still you know it still creates its set of challenges i'm I'm sure
1: you know one of that was one of our goals was to be to to uh stay covid free and and uh you know we had to be responsible and and we, you know, obviously we knew how hard everyone worked, and we didn't want to take that opportunity from some of our teammates. And and uh, we really stressed, and we had some great, we still have we have great leaders that really stressed the importance of keeping our bubble small and and uh, you know being smart. And and I mean, obviously, anything can happen at any time. Uh, but our, our guys have done a great job, and. Yeah, sure. It's, it's, it hasn't been easy. And we had our, we sure we had our episode just like every other team, but uh, we, we weathered the storm and, and uh, you know, just, you know, try to, these, this is a challenge at hand and and how are we going to respond to this challenge? And, and, you know, we can't look at it all. What was us, or, you know, this, we're not going to be able to play the season or we will be able to play the season. It's just, this is life. And, and, you know, we got to do the right thing and, and do what's best for all of us and, I think the guys have done a, a really good job and, and, and treating it as if, you know, this could be our last match, you know, cause we, you really don't know, you know, you could be sidelined, you know, or the team could be sidelined and, and, you know, just treat each, each day as, as an opportunity to to get better and knowing that there's no guarantee for tomorrow. And, and uh, you know, when we compete on the weekend, I've been hearing it uh, from the guys, when they speak up, Hey guys, this, we need, we're leaving it all out there today because, you know, hopefully there might not be tomorrow. There's no guarantee for us. And, that's kind of been the model of the last two weeks, and you know I think you guys know something that i don 't know, but uh, <laughs> but uh, you know again, just being responsible and the guys have done a great job and and I think we will be better because of this situation that we 've been in the last year uh, sure it 's tough you know living it and being it, but I think once we get past this we 'll look back and say, Wow, this is what we did, and this is what
0: we accomplished and I'm better because of it. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much. Uh, Joined today by Gene Orlando, the head uh, men's tennis coach here at Michigan State University. And uh, best of luck on the rest of your season. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it.